Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Grimar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Grimar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Billiken win! Now from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Great to visit with Travis Ford and Doug Armstrong last hour. If you want to hear those interviews, go to KMOX.com, Sports on a Sunday Morning podcast page later today. Make sure you subscribe to that. It's a great way to just listen to the show. If you miss any portion of it or if you don't catch it during the morning, it's we're here from 10 to 12 every Sunday, unless we get preempted by football. We usually don't. The Chiefs are usually an afternoon or evening game these days. And they play at 325 today against the Chargers. Uh, the Chiefs are not involved in anything playoff-wise. They've already wrapped up the AFC West. At 1115, about eight minutes away, we're going to be joined by Brian Mullins. He is the head coach of the Southern Illinois Salukis. They are playing really well right now. If you have not noticed, one of the best teams in this region is SIU. They are off to a terrific start in the Missouri Valley Conference. In fact, the Valley just as in general is looking very strong. And we'll talk to Coach Mullins about that, including a player who is one of the best in the country right now, statistically playing for this Saluki outfit. And that would be Xavier Johnson. We also will be joined by Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. He is with us at 1130 today, hasn't joined us since the 17th. So we have a lot to talk to. We gave him Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve off for the holidays, and we're back at it with the Cardinals president of baseball operations just days before the Cardinals winter warm-up. Cardinals made a trade on Friday that we will talk about with him and more. And we also have Chris Roseman of the St. Louis Sports Commission to join us at 1145 today. thought it was an interesting conversation with Travis Ford uh, where he really opened up about how he's teaching defense what he is thinking about this team, the problems that they're having. He does say that injuries have a big, big play in all of this. So you can go back and listen to all of that in the 1030 portion of the show. And then at 1045, nice visit. I always wish I had more time with Doug Armstrong, quite honestly. Uh, he's really good at explaining things and what this team is doing. There's a lot of pressure on him. You know, you fire Craig Berube, you better be able to bounce back and make it up, and he'll have to decide, is it Drew Bannister or somebody else that's going to lead this team in the future? But so far, so good for Bannister, I think. And there's 7-3 and three under Bannister. It's a nice start. So you can go back. That was at 1045. Right now, though, it's time for our NFL picks. <laughs>
And a key block by the left guard, Tom Ackerman. And right here, let's go downstairs to Bonnie. Marv, if you remember that uh, big run Robert Holcomb had on the first drive, one of the guys responsible on help busting him loose was Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman up front, and this is a unit that has played very well. A good night for Eddie George. 21 carries, 74 yards. The left guard, Tom Ackerman, with the block that, that set him free. It's a first down. Our thanks, as always, to Marv Albert and Bonnie Bernstein and former producer Lisa Herman, who put that together back in the day. And, of course, Tom Ackerman, the offensive lineman at that time for the Titans for providing the soundtrack to our NFL picks. You know, I've decided that, Drew, I'm not going to go crazy on picks today. I'm only going to pick games that have playoff implications because otherwise, like, I'm not going to pick Chiefs Chargers. Nobody cares. The players are just going to, you know, the backups are going to be playing and it doesn't have any bearing on what's happening next weekend. So let's do this. Okay. Let's start with if the season ended today, what would the tournament look like in the AFC? Baltimore has the number one seed. They would be playing the winner of Houston and Cleveland. And that game would be in Cleveland, Miami. I'm sorry. That game would be in Houston four and five, right? No, as it stands right now, Cleveland, actually, because uh, they have claimed their division. Miami and Pittsburgh would hook up and Kansas City and Buffalo. But there's a lot to be said today. On the other side, San Francisco has the number one seed. Tampa Bay would play Philly. Dallas would get Green Bay. Detroit would get the Rams, who are actually playing pretty well. So this is where we are right now. Today in the AFC... Huge game between Jacksonville and Tennessee because Jacksonville, if it wins, will clinch the AFC South. But you, kind better, are wondering what would we do if we were throwing a little wager on this game? Well, the game is the following. Jacksonville is a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Tennessee. The Titans have a lot of pride It's going to be a chilly day, but not a lot of rain. A chance to throw the ball around a little bit. The over-under is 41 and a half. Sounds about right. I think Jacksonville wins this game by more than a field goal. I think they will cover that three and a half. I'm going Jacksonville minus three and a half. If they win it, they win the AFC South. Elsewhere in the AFC, major impact game tonight. Buffalo at Miami. I can't wait to settle in after a long day of coaching seventh grade girls basketball, and I'm looking forward to all of my games today. We're going to get after it today, Drew. We are going to get after it. And then when the final game is through, I'm going to go home. I'm going to crack open or pour myself a nice adult beverage, and I'm going to settle in for the Bills and the Dolphins in Miami Gardens on NBC. Oh, wait, I can't. Because KSDK doesn't come through on my UVerse. DirecTV and UVerse with a dispute with KSDK. What the heck is going on here? It's playoff time. Why are you doing this to me? Well, I'll just listen on the radio, I guess. But or I'll find I'll find a way to watch it. Don't worry. But I can't watch it on my living room TV unless I do all kinds of fun little ways to, to get it on there because of a dispute. Thanks a lot. At any rate, it's a three-point 
Buffalo's a three-point favorite at Miami. I think people have forgotten that the Dolphins can pile up the points in a hurry, that the Dolphins got embarrassed at Baltimore last week, 56-19, that the Dolphins have been scheming and planning for this one as well. But I also think that there will be some short memories in that Buffalo absolutely trounced this team in Buffalo on October 1st, 48-20. That Buffalo has one of the best quarterbacks in the game in Josh Allen, and that Buffalo has all kinds of motivation right now after playing not one, not two, not three, not four, but five terrific games in a row, actually six. The Denver game was not, but the Eagles game was a battle that they ended up losing 37-34. Before that, they torched the Jets. They lost to the Eagles. They didn't cry about it. They regrouped. They went on a bye, and this is what they did. Went to Kansas City and won 20-17. Hammered the Cowboys at home 31-10. Went to the Chargers and eked one out 24-22, and then they handled business against New England 27-21. I like the Bills today to cover the three. I think they're going to win this game at Miami. I think they're going to win the AFC East, and I think they're going to be a very tough out in the postseason. I think that nobody wanted to see Buffalo in this situation. They're going to secretly be rooting for the Dolphins. I don't know, man. I think this could be a real problem for people if Buffalo gets in, and I like them to cover. In the NFC, who's at play today with playoff implications? There are a few. There's a noon game between Atlanta and New Orleans. Winner has to hope that uh, that uh, Tampa Bay loses, but winner will win the NFC South if Tampa Bay loses. New Orleans is a three-point favorite at home against the Falcons. Not a big fan of what the Falcons have done this year. Way too inconsistent. I like the Saints to cover that three at home. Here's the problem. Tampa Bay isn't losing. They're a five-point favorite at Carolina. I think they will cover that. I like giving Carolina five. Carolina's two and 14. I know they've tried to rally and everything, but Tampa Bay's got a lot to play for, even with injuries that they're dealing with, Baker Mayfield, et cetera. Uh, I like them on the road at Carolina to win and win the NFC South. Then you've got Green Bay and Chicago, uh, the Bears at Lambeau Field, and the Packers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Here's the scenario. If the Packers win, they clinch a playoff berth. If the Bears can find a way, they would love nothing more than to spoil the Packers' party. Not going to happen today at Lambeau, unfortunately. The Bears are 7-9. and nine. They're going to finish the year 7-10. and 10. Packers win, and they cover the 2.5 today at home against the Chicago Bears, and they are going to slip into the playoffs. Seattle at Arizona. Seattle will clinch if the Packers lose, but if they just win against Arizona... They're going to clinch a playoff spot. Seahawks are a sneaky good team. Uh, They play at Arizona today. They're a three-point favorite. Boy, I've taken all the favorites today. I'm going Seattle minus three. I think they will do this. Uh, They've had some interesting games this year. They got off to a hot start, then they went through a lull. But in fairness, in those four straight losses, two of them were San Francisco. I think they rally here. They beat Arizona, and they go to the playoffs. That's your look, and they cover. 
They cover the three. That's your look at our NFL picks. Brian Mullins, head coach of the Salukis, next. Welcome back to KMOX. It is a pleasure to be joined by the head coach at Southern Illinois University. Brian Mullins, Salukis, are 11-4 overall and 3-1 in the Missouri Valley Conference. They have won five in a row after beating Illinois State on the road yesterday, 71-64. Coach, congratulations, and welcome back to KMOX. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's good to be with you. Last time I saw you in person, it was a loss at Indiana State. I don't want to bring that up too much. I know you don't like that one very much. But, boy, you came back, and I said to somebody, I said, um, I wouldn't want to be the team that's playing Southern Illinois next. I go, "Uh uh-oh, it's the Billikens, who, of course, we love over here. Uh, They're our partner. Uh, You took it to them, and you really haven't stopped since then. Yeah, yeah, we've been able to continue to get better. I think really even since the beginning of this season, this group has continued to improve kind of week by week and month by month. And, um, you know, we had a couple injuries there early on in the season, and then we got Jared Hensley, a transfer eligible here for the last couple of weeks. So I think we're continuing to get better, which is exciting. And, um, you know, I had a big road win last night. You know how hard it is to win in the Valley on the road. So, Hopefully we can kind of keep up this momentum and continue to get better through this month of January. It is. The Missouri Valley Conference is a lot like the Big Ten in that way. If you can get a win on the road, you are in good shape. you got to defend your home court, and Banterra Center has been a fun place for you to play, hasn't it? You've been very successful there. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great. I mean, throughout you know the last couple of years, and then we obviously being able to have St. Louis at the uh, Banterra Center and Oklahoma State in terms of in the non-conference this year, and then you know, to be able to open up, um, you know, after Christmas break with two Valley games with UIC and Belmont, you know, it's been an unbelievable crowd. Uh, and, and you know, what makes this place so special is our community and, and Saluki nation, how much people care about this program. So our guys love playing obviously here in Carbondale. Really nice win for you yesterday, 71 64. I want to talk about Xavier Johnson in just a bit, but how about Trent Brown? I mean, he comes yeah, yeah. out there, he fires up uh, 20 points as the Salukis win the game. Yeah, I mean, Trent's, you know, Trent was with us from day one here. He was the first kid that uh, said, uh, I want to play for you, Coach Mullins. Um, he's been here, you know, this is his fifth year now with the COVID. And, um, you know, he's had ups and downs through injuries, but he's been one of our toughest kids through the five years, one of our best leaders through the five years. And he's put a lot of work in throughout, you know, this off season up through the fall. And he's been available every single day this last year. And, you know, happy for him. You know, he really stepped up last night and, you know, had a great um, determination uh, kind of the way he played and, and, you know, made some huge shots for us. Xavier Johnson had 26 points for the Salukis in that win. If that sounds like a lot, it is. But I will add that he has had five 30-point games this season. Is that right? Do I have that number right? He's gone over 30 points or more five different times this season for you, one of the best scorers in the country. Yeah, yeah, you guys would know more about the statistics. <laughs> I know, I, I know uh, when he's making shots, you know, it's really good for us. But uh, and he's done that uh, consistently throughout this season so far. And um, you know, he was huge for us again last night. He got to the free throw line a couple times late, made a couple big shots again. And you know, I think the impressive thing with X with Xavier is. Um, the, his ability to pass the ball, his ability to share the ball, and then his shooting percentages. You know, he's not taking 26 shots to get 26 points, you know. And so, um, you know, he had nine assists last night, and, you know, he's guarding as well. Um, so, you know, obviously he's off to a great start. He's playing at a really, really high level, not just in terms of the Missouri Valley, but nationally as well. 
I just went through it just to make sure I was right. 38, 31, 32, 31, and 31. But as you mentioned, it's a well-rounded game. And when you have a player like that that everybody is accounting for and everybody is scouting for, that makes it even more difficult of a challenge for that player. Everyone else, of course, has to accompany him. But that's also impressive, isn't it? Knowing that people are keying on you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where the depth of our team this year has really helped us and, and guys have stepped up different guys on different nights, but you know, uh, we, you know, have five or six guys that can get 15 points on any night, you know, besides Xavier. So, you know, in terms of acts, he doesn't force a lot of issues. If he's got two guys on him, he's comfortable making, you know, the extra pass or hitting the open man. And then, you know, we got multiple guys probably averaging between seven and nine points right now. And, you know, all those guys, you know, very, you know, in terms of who nights, you know, last night you look at it, and Trent had the huge night. Um, and then we have A.J. Ferguson, Jared Hensley, Clarence Rupert, Troy D'Amico, a lot of other guys that can score double figures on any night too. So, you know, the guys have really shared the ball. We had 20 assists, 10 turnovers last night, and we got to keep playing that type of basketball. This is Brian Mullins, the head coach of SIU. How is the league in your estimation? Is it on the way up in terms of overall depth moving forward? Yeah, I think, you know, I'm not sure where it's been at maybe this last week or two um, right after Christmas, but I know before Christmas in terms of net rankings, in terms of everything, the league was as high as it's been, I think maybe since 1718 or something like that, uh, just in terms of all the statistical things. Had a pretty good non-conference. I think, honestly, it probably could have been better if some of the teams didn't have some injuries to some of their guys. You know, even, even us, we had A.J. Ferguson out for most of the non-conference, but a lot of other teams had some of their guys out. And it just seems like that's how it works out in the Valley. Like Teams kind of get guys hurt in the non-conference, and then everyone just beats each other up once Valley play starts and everyone gets really healthy. And um, But I think, you know, just like last year, I mean, you know, last year it was incredibly strong. I mean, you know, I think we had four or five teams that could have won games in the NCAA tournament last year. And I think, you know, this year that's how it's trended as well. How's the young man from Vashon? You have the six six freshman Kennard Davis Jr. How's he looking? Yeah, he he's been he's been awesome. Uh I mean he started you know, AJ Ferguson got hurt and I, I don't know how many games in a row he started for us, maybe the last eight, last nine, um, for us now and he's playing with great confidence. Um, you know, he's a two way player and that's what's hard to find and that's why we love him. You know, he can guard multiple positions and he can make shots and drive the basketball on on offense and in this COVID era right now, it's hard for two freshmen to play, um, you know, and he's probably one of the few ones that's playing significant minutes and really contributing. One last thing for you. You've got a big day coming up. All of your games are big, but you're going to be taking on Bradley on January 17th, and it is Mike Reese Appreciation Night. The Hall of Fame broadcaster's career has come to a close at SIU. Uh, he stepped down after 44 years on the microphone last spring. Just your recollections, not only as a coach, but as a player of Mike Reese. Yeah, I mean, Mike has been with me, you know, kind of my whole career, you know, just in terms of, you know, when I got to campus as a, you know, 18-year-old um, through my uh, journey here as a student athlete and then stayed in touch with me when I was overseas, when I was coaching at Loyola Chicago, and then obviously started my head coaching career here he was with me every single day so he means a lot to me he's a great friend um and, and just in terms of what he means to SIU basketball and SIU athletics um you know a lot of highlights a lot of memories uh for people are associated with Mike Reese and he's done an unbelievable job 
covering uh, our program and, you know, SIU in general and, and just the impact I think he's made on people's lives and, and kind of how they think about SIU basketball. You, know, you can't think of SIU basketball without Mike Reese. Well, this SIU team has been very impressive, and congratulations on it. One of the best teams in the region. I know a lot of people are paying attention and will when Arch Madness comes to St. Louis. Uh, you'll have a contingent there, I tell you that. And when SIU is good, as they are now, that contingent even grows and grows. So I know that's going to be fun. Uh, you will play coming up next at Valparaiso. That's on Wednesday night. You're at Banterra Center on Saturday. That's a night game against Drake. And then the Bradley game, as I mentioned, January 17th, Mike Reese Appreciation Night in Carbondale. Boy, Bradley looked good yesterday. Oof. <laughs> good yesterday. They, they always dial it up this time of year, beating Missouri State. But you beat Illinois State 71-64, and it's great to catch up with you, Brian. Thank you so much for being with us. No, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot for having me on, Tom. Brian Mullins, head coach at Southern Illinois. Saluki's off to a very nice start. We'll take a break. We'll come back and be joined by Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock on KMOX. It's 1134, and we thank John Mosellock for joining us on this Sunday morning. It's great to be visited by the president of baseball operations of the Cardinals. Good morning, Mo. Good morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. 2024, we turn the calendar and a new season is upon us. It is here. Winter warm-up is this week. Getting all the guys together, is that always a nice ritual for you to get back in with the fans? You know, I, I think the, that weekend is is sometimes a little hectic because there's just so much going on. But um, obviously, it's, it's a great weekend to really kick off the the new year and so um certainly looking forward to it and um it is great to see a lot of the players back in town and you know reconnect with them and then you know before you know it you're in jupiter florida so it's uh things will feel like they're moving pretty quickly now just to before we get to the personnel and the players themselves but as a whole is there an extra edge, an extra, do you feel any sort of angst, embarrassment, um, extra motivation from this group after what happened last year? I wouldn't say the words you used. Uh, I would say, like, you know, I think a lot of players, you know, feel like last year was a frustrating season for them and, and one that uh, they're grateful they can turn the page. And, you know, there's a lot of optimism as we move into 2024. As you look into this team and you construct your roster, you have added a reliever. Andrew Kittredge joins this team. You traded Richie Palacios to the Rays for him. Take us into that, if you would, and uh, the thinking behind that move. Well, uh, you know, all along we've been saying we're going to keep trying to add some some bullpen depth as we uh, continue in this offseason. And so this was a, a deal that uh, presented itself, and we thought it made a lot of sense. Obviously, Richie was, was someone we picked up last season from Cleveland, um, like a lot of things he can do. But when you look at sort of our outfield depth, not sure he would have gotten a, a lot of playing time early on at the big league level. Uh, and and adding somebody like Kittredge, who when you go back to prior to his Tommy John, was you know one of the more elite relievers in the game. So, you know, certainly uh, trying to get him on the upswing and uh, um, hopefully uh, – he can eat some important innings for us in the bullpen. Yeah, looking back at Kittredge, an all-star in 21, you mentioned Tommy John, and then he was pretty good last year down the stretch and appeared for them in the playoffs. What do you like about him most? Is it the swing and miss that he has? Got that sinker slider? Uh, the thing I like most about him is he throws strikes. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's he's definitely in the zone. 
I think when you look at his his comeback last year, especially the last couple of weeks, he he did find that swing and miss groove again. Um, but you know, I think overall, I just you know we were very attracted to the fact that you know, he keeps the ball in the ballpark um, and uh, he's in the zone. You've made that trade with the Rays, and Palacios goes to Tampa Bay for Kittredge. Is there any interest in exploring free agency still when it comes to a bullpen? Are, are you? Do you feel good about the bullpen, or do you want to add more? Um, we certainly feel good about it, but you know, never want to speak in absolutes. Um, we'll see what the next uh, few weeks brings. Uh, obviously, this week uh, we'll still try to pay attention to what's going on in the free agent market, but. Um, exchange date for arbitration is on Thursday. So that'll probably devour a lot of our time, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's right. It is uh, this week, the end of this week. And again, we don't talk free agent names around here. That's the policy. However, when it comes to starters, do you have that same, uh, feel that you still want to explore it when it comes to your rotation? Do you want to add depth? Um, it's hard because, you know, people want to know they're going to get to start right now and that's that's a hard thing to promise someone right now um so not finding like the ideal fit to really add depth at the moment but we'll see things can change are you concerned that if you were to lose one of them uh at some point that you don't have enough to fill or do you feel confident that if something happened like last year where one or two members of your rotation went down that you'd be able to supplement it I think so. Um, you know, obviously we're going to go into camp with guys like Thompson and Limitor competing for starter innings, but the way we're, we're lined up right now, it would seem like uh, most likely they're going to have to probably pitch out of the pen. But, you know, as you, as you say, things can happen. So, um, you know, I think we're going to have to uh, just wait and see how some of these things play out. When you look at Palacios, you mentioned the log jam in the outfield. That tells me you feel pretty good about the health of Tommy Edmond who it was revealed had arthroscopic surgery on his wrist. That was back in October, so the timeline would be pretty good on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm very confident he'll be fine, um, having a good rehab, um, so not at all concerned. And, you know, Dylan Carlson is also someone that's going to be looking for at-bats as well. So, you know, when you look at where, like, Palacio fits in, you know, he gave us some protection when all those guys were injured, but – you know, as you look to to the start of this year, he was likely probably going to start for us in Memphis. What about uh, that? And going back to some of the depth there, the trades that you made last season at the deadline, Montgomery, et cetera, uh, do you think any of those can emerge? How close are some of those to breaking through? Well, I think like Robert and, and Roby are guys that are going to be, you know, knocking on the door at some point at the big leagues this year. But got to remind yourself they're young, um, but they're, they're definitely talented. And somebody like a Segacy, I think, is uh, you know going to open up some eyes at, at big league camp, can really swing the bat. But having an open spot for him right now would be difficult. Right, unless there was some injury that opened up an opportunity. Of course, you don't want that to happen. But you feel pretty good still about Brendan Donovan tracking well to, to make spring training? Oh, yeah, very bullish on him. And uh, – working hard down in Jupiter. So, uh, yeah, excited to see what he can do this year. This uh, Cardinals outfit also just to stay in the infield, I'm going to be rolling down to Memphis on the caravan with Mason Wynn. And I know that he will be an attraction down there. He's not been handed the shortstop position necessarily, but he will have every opportunity to earn that. Will he not? 
Yeah, exactly. He'll get uh, the doors open for him to take it. Uh, you know, part of the way our season ended last year, it, it, it allowed us to give him the opportunity to taste the big leagues and, and see what it was like. And, and so hopefully he can use that as, as part of his learning curve. And, and, you know, big things are expected of him. Don't want to put too much pressure on a young player, but, you know, uber talented and looking forward to seeing how he prepares this offseason for the upcoming year. And I'm also heading down there with Fermin and pitchers Thompson and Graceffo will be back with me on the caravan. Thompson, we just talked about. Graceffo was, uh, he had such a terrific 22 uh, going into that season. There were some very high hopes for him. How did 23 work for him, and where do you feel he lands right now? You know, he definitely has a big arm. I think uh, he's got to learn to be more consistent uh, if he's going to try to stay as a starter. If not, I think he has a lot of upside in the bullpen. But Graceffo is, is, you know, he's a big-bodied guy. You can understand why you would think he'd be a starter. But when you look at his 2023, he might have a dominating two or three innings and then all of a sudden stumble a little bit. And, you know, at the big league level, you got to be able to be counted on um, and, and be more consistent. So if he can figure that out, I think he has a bright future as a starter. If not, I think uh, still has a lot of talent and, and could end up in the bullpen. I appreciate the time with us here on KMOX. We could go forever, of course, with John Mosaloc, but we uh, appreciate the time that we have, and we will see you at the ballpark this weekend. We look forward to it. That sounds great. Thanks, Tommy. John Mosaloc, Cardinals president of baseball operations with a little primer for the warm-up and this offseason, which continues. He won't close the door on bullpen or rotation just yet, although it did sound a little bit like he's a little more uh, locked into the five starters, maybe that some reports would let on that the Cardinals were still looking around, but we'll see. I mean, that's always a possibility. He did not shut the door completely. It's 1143. It's total. It's uh, sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. We will, by the way, have this show from the winter warm-up the following Sunday. Uh, we will also have... On Saturday, a full four hours with Matt Pauley from the winter warm-up. I will have 10 to 12 from the warm-up, Drew. So I'll be over there. We'll go all Cardinals on that one. We'll still have Travis Ford and and what the Billikens did in their Billiken report uh, at 1030. And then Joe Potts going to follow. And then I'm coming back on Monday with Chris Ranji. We're going to go 10 to 1 over there. And we're going to have Ollie up on stage at the warm-up on Monday at 1230. And to that end, so Saturday is the warm-up. Sunday is the warm-up. Sunday night's the baseball writer's dinner, and there's still some seats available for that. Adam Wainwright, Tony LaRussa, Wilson Contreras, among those being honored that night at the Missouri Athletic Club. That is a fun night. Really, really good. John Rooney's the MC of that one. But then, you know, you've heard this promoted a couple of times, and before we take a break, I just wanted to hammer home the point that Ollie Marmel, that dinner with him on the 18th is really partly his idea. You know, I got together with him at the end of the season. We were sitting in his office, and I don't think he would mind me sharing this story, but he said, you know, I would like to sit down with you or just with the fans, but with you, and answer all their questions, you know. And we talked about doing it on this show, and maybe we will do that starting next season, but he really, it was him, he wanted to sit in a setting with fans, and he knows that they're going to be tough questions. He knows that he has a lot of things to answer, but he has answers. 
and he wants to talk about it, and he wants to get together with the fans, and so we're going to do it on January 18th at Tapawingo. It's a dinner. It's 75 bucks a person for a beef tenderloin dinner and two complimentary drinks, which I think is quite reasonable, <laughs> quite honestly. Uh, and tickets are going fast for this, so go to KMOX.com slash events. If you want to talk some ball, he's not going to hold back. I'll answer him some questions. I'll ask him some questions, then he will open it up to the group uh, for the follow-ups and any questions that the fans have right there at Tapawingo. It's not going to be broadcast. It's not going to be recorded. This is just for the room. He'll tell a few stories, but I think most importantly, he'll do some explaining why he thinks about in certain scenarios, what he thinks about bullpen moves, what he thinks about his players. Maybe he gets into the Contreras thing a little bit. I don't know if he, you know if we need to go down the O'Neill road, but maybe you know he's not here anymore. But maybe he wants to talk about that a little bit. You know, let it's okay. He's the manager; he wants to do it. The managers, for the most part, have done a nice job of that. Tony Larusa took calls. Mike Matheny did a dinner at Annie Guns where he would answer some questions. Uh, it was a, a charity event that he did. Uh, Mike Schultz always been very good about answering, but this is a unique opportunity, I think, to have Ollie Marmel. In a dinner setting with just us, just me, him, and you, the fans, to hang out and talk some ball. So that'll be KMOX.com slash events. I looked and saw that tickets are moving for that. So grab that while you can. We're still uh, about two weeks away from that. We'll take a break. Chris Roseman, St. Louis Sports Commission, is next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the show. Good to visit with John Mosellock as well as Travis Ford, Doug Armstrong, Brian Mullins. We've had a good show today. A lot of good stuff. Thank you for listening to Sports on a Sunday morning each and every Sunday. And even if you don't, even if it's just, you know, every so often, I mean, we hope we are entertaining you with some good stuff, a little sports discussion with Chris Roseman. Now he's with the St. Louis sports commission. He joins us on KMOX. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Tom. I hope your 
2024 is off to a strong start, and Happy New Year. It was off to a great start. I got the seventh grade girls rolling. We uh, won a couple of games yesterday, and the basketball team takes the hardwood again this afternoon. So coach is getting primed. Yeah, I'm getting ready. Getting ready. That's the best story of the day, right there. I know we got to we got to figure a way to to attack the zone more efficiently, though. I got to talk to a few people about that. I got to consult uh, attacking the two three and the one three one. We need to get some open looks. Uh, what yeah, I can I, <laughs> yeah. I can't help you with that. My my sport is soccer, so I know. Want to talk about the the wing backs out of the back? Let me know. Ah, I know it is. What a year it was for St. Louis, huh? I mean, you go top of the list. It's got to be City, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. I mean, who gets that kind of start? I mean, City just set the world on fire, you know, coming out of the box with, um, you know, winning, the, winning their division and, and getting to the playoffs and selling every game. And, and not only what, you know, those games do, but, you know, all the other activities that that new venue attracts to St. Louis and, and fills hotel rooms and, and, and provides a vibrant downtown St. Louis. What a great story for that group and just so proud of uh, just so proud of them. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a fun year, and to see all of that develop. I've had a lot of people on the show today. We had Doug Armstrong talking about the World Juniors. A little bummed that they're not coming to St. Louis in 2026. I feel like Minneapolis, look, I know you're going to respect everybody, and that's fine, but Minneapolis is kind of like you can always go to Minneapolis. I mean, why not let St. Louis show off a little bit? Like, we get it. Minneapolis is a hockey town. I understand. But St. Louis on the rise like they are, why not let us show off a little bit? Do we not blow the doors off with the Winter Classic? I mean, can, do we not know hockey around here? I don't know. Yeah, it's just me. We always blow the doors off. When it comes to hockey, you know, I mean, what it comes down to is these multinational team events, they're, they're hard to secure. Uh, we don't get too many of them. Uh, you know, 1904, the Olympics that we had here in St. Louis was, was one of the high-profile ones we had. But, you know, to get those, to get those events, that event, it's just, it's a monster. It's, you know, such a, such a great event, international event, 10 countries, you know, that come in, their game days are December 26th to January 5th, but they're in a week, 10 days before practicing, uh, having uh, scrimmages and things like that. So the economic impact of that event, you know, you know, over $70 million um, is, is huge. The international exposure um, you know, it's filling your hotel rooms, it's filling your restaurants. It's, you know, the attractions will be full. Everyone's going to go to, to uh, Anheuser Busch to see the lights and, and take the Polar Express and things while they're here, and you know they're 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 just the competition for these events is huge. And uh, you know St. Louis, you know led by the Blues. Let's start there. You know led by the Blues and Chris Thurman and um, and his incredible crew over there. And, and you know it doesn't it, you have to have Enterprise Center and they they spent the money that had to happen um, back uh, you know five six years ago to to make the necessary upgrades to make that an attractive building for these international events to come to and then. You know, they go out and build uh, the Centene Community Ice Center. Uh, so, you know, the, we have the foundation. We've got, um, you know, we've got the, the, you know, the, the bricks and mortar, if you will, to, to make that go, and and the people that make it go as well. You know, what's really cool about that whole process is how the process galvanizes our region. You know, there's, there's, we all know how how many idea uh, we have 89 communities or 88 communities and. Um, you know, the St. Louis city and the county and things like that. But gosh, sports really does, um, you know, galvanize our region. You know, people come together. You know, the USA Hockey was here for uh, two and a half days back in August and everyone came out. You know, you know, you pick up the phone and you say, hey, can you can you take time to, to meet USA Hockey while they're here? Yep, I'm, I'm there. Just let me know when and where. So, you know, that was a, a an incredible tour that we had that, um, 
that stretch from St. Charles to the to the Metro East, you know, as far as representatives from the private sector, from the public sector, from from our from our professional sports family, um, the Blues, Cardinals, uh, City, and and uh, Worldwide Technology, uh, Raceway, they were all there. And um, you know, we, we put a, put together a good front. And uh, when it all came down to it, it just uh, just wasn't quite enough to make them come to St. Louis. Well, I know you have college hockey and college basketball to look forward to, don't you? We got a busy March. Uh, yeah, we got you know we always at the Missouri Valley Conference. At, you know, at Scott Trade Center. Uh, Scott Trade Center, major myself. It's Enterprise. That's all right. Center. I still call it Riverport. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Is uh, you know in March, and then we've got uh, the ACHAs. You know, ACHA. No, it's on ESPN, but it's a huge economic you know, impact over the 10, 11 days that they're in town um, playing hockey at um, at Centee Community Ice Center and at the Maryville Ice Center. And um, and then yeah we got the regionals so the regionals again coming back to, not coming back but you know they're going to come in St Louis they're going to be a 17 intimate venue you know 3,000 seats that's going to sell out it's it's going to be incredible you got college hockey coming back and and that leads to um, the Frozen Four next year in 2025 and then continuing on the NCAA vein you got 2026 we've got um, NCAA basketball coming back first second round. Ooh, that's huge. That is huge. Arch Madness, of course, the first weekend of March. Can't wait for all that to go down here in St. Louis. And when we have more time, I want to get into how and we had uh, a lot of discussion on it on KMOX already, but the wrestling at Stiefel, if anybody missed that, and I did, I really, really wish I could have gone to that. What a great addition to bragging rights. That's fun. So we'll get into that another time, Chris. Got it. Uh, really, thank you for the time very much. Thanks for being us, uh, with us on KMOX and all that you do for the St. Louis Sports Commission. Well, happy new year to you and your listeners at KMOX Nation, and have a great week. Great to visit with Chris Roseman and the St. Louis Sports Commission. Well, folks, that's our show. Great to be along with you on KMOX. As always, we have Chiefs and Chargers on the way at 325. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.